Welcome to the Therapy in a Nutshell podcast. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I believe therapeutic education can change lives and should be easily accessible to all. These podcast episodes are filled with research-backed therapeutic education that you can start applying to your life today. If you like these episodes and you want to go into more depth on specific topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain and build better relationships, or how to help support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. Each podcast episode here comes from a corresponding video you can find on the Therapy in a Nutshell YouTube channel. Also, these podcasts are educational and don't replace the advice or direction you may be receiving from a therapist or other health professionals. Okay, let's jump into this week's skill. Regrets could be your worst enemy or your best friend. Regrets are like a hammer. They can hurt you or you can use them to build the life that you want. In this video, you're going to learn how to channel the emotional energy of regrets into building something you really care about. Now, I get asked all the time how to deal with regrets. A lot of people, as they start to make progress on their anxiety or their depression, they start to feel intense regret about the things they missed out on in the past. Or when people start to improve their relationship skills, they regret past mistakes or missed opportunities, lost connections, or late starts. And regret can really hurt. It's a painful emotion. But here's what's important. You can learn how to transform regret into energy. So let's walk through how. Okay, first, people get really held up on regret because they think that regret is in the past and they can't go back and ask the girl out or get the degree or fix the relationship. So they feel really helpless to do anything about how they feel because we can't change the past. But here's the thing. Those feelings aren't in the past. Those feelings are in the here and now. That feeling of regret is like a hammer. So when you point it inward, it really hurts. When you ruminate on your mistakes over and over, you can really hurt yourself and then feel depressed or hopeless or like, why bother? Why try? But the truth is that just like a hammer, those feelings are bad. So emotions serve a function. So like thirst, thirst reminds us to drink here and now. Regrets are normal and they mean that you care about living a good life. So that painful feeling is like the rumble strip on the side of the road and that buzzes when you're drifting. The feeling of regret is a warning to straighten out your course. Regret is right here in the present moment. That feeling, that activation is right here, right now. So we're going to channel all that energy, that emotion into taking action now. One of my favorite sayings is the best time to plant a tree was 40 years ago. The next best time is now. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make in therapy and, and in life is that their goal is to make their feelings go away instead of learning how to use them. So it's like saying like, dang, I hit my hand with this hammer. I'm going to throw this hammer away instead of learning how to hammer correctly. So it's not the hammer's fault. There's nothing wrong with a hammer. If you smash your thumb, it's like, oh, I just need to learn how to hammer differently. So we take that feeling of regret. We take all that activated energy. We point it outward and we build something we really care about. Now, in this case, I'm building a crappy shelter for my chickens. But in your case, you're going to build the life that you really want to have. 
So how do we do it? Number one, get super clear about what regret is. Now, usually we need a piece of paper to do this, right? You need to write about it. So let's say you regret not asking that girl out. You regret not going on the trip. You regret staying in an abusive relationship too long. You regret all the things you avoided because of anxiety or depression, or you regret not going to the funeral or being there at the deathbed, or you regret all the mistakes that you made in a relationship that you care about. Okay, so we're gonna write this down. Okay, step two, you're gonna get super clear about what the value is. And to do this again, you've gotta write it down. Uh, so I value living, taking risks, doing the uncomfortable thing instead of avoiding discomfort. I value adventure, connection, courage. I value setting boundaries, creating healthy relationships, speaking up, knowing my own worth. I value taking care of my health, pushing myself to face my fears, taking action to get motivated, reaching out for support and education and treatment. I value being present in relationships even when emotions seem overwhelming. I value putting love higher than emotional comfort. Now, this last one requires you to get more specific. Did you yell a lot? Then you value emotional regulation, communication, and healthy problem-solving skills. Did you just beat yourself up a lot? Were you too hard on yourself? Then you value making repairs, letting go of perfectionism. Um, you value acceptance and compassion and striving to be vulnerable and improve a little bit each day with gentleness. So, so one of the tricky things is these problems that we regret, they're often complex. And when they live in our head, they stay cloudy and we don't know what to do with them. So step two is about getting clarity. And it's important to set a positive goal, not a negative goal. So instead of saying, oh, I regret being so lazy, you say, I value um, doing hard things. And instead of saying, oh, I regret, you know, yelling. I'm just not going to yell. That's my value is not yelling. No, 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 no. You have to say, what are you going to do instead? You're going to take breaks. You're going to practice talking about problems and having crucial conversations. So make sure as you work on writing out your values that you set positive goals. I've got videos on that. I will link them in the description. Okay, step three. We heal the rift, not in the past, but right here in the present moment. Um, values aren't outcomes. They're not a goal that you achieve. They are our present moment direction. We can always choose if we are lining up with our values right here in the present moment because our values are a direction, not a destination. So for example, do you regret not having kids in your youth? That's a goal, that's a destination, but what do you value? If you regret not having kids, what you value is building a family, taking care of others, sacrificing your needs for others, building a community, showing love. There are literally hundreds of ways that you can act on that value right here in the present moment. There's adopt a grandparent program. You can connect with family members. You can volunteer to hold babies at the local hospital. You can connect with a neighbor who has small children and ask them how you can support them. And in many ways we can build up a family because a family isn't just a thing, it's also a direction. It's something we act on day to day. Okay, we have to let go of magical thinking that says, oh, but I had to get married to do that. I mean, again, that's a goal or that's outcome driven. And instead we want to embody the pathway, the direction instead. So I wanted to get married. What would that look like in the present moment? It would look like putting yourself out there, meeting people, building the skills to have healthy relationships, uh, building communication skills. We, we've gotta shift our focus from outcome, which is like getting married, to a direction, like 
building healthy relationships, building connection. I think we ruminate, we dwell on our regrets because dreaming of changing things in the past is always easier than actually changing things in the present. So here's a great example from my life. <clears throat> Once when I was in grad school, I'd been on a handful of dates with this guy. Uh, let's call him Alexander. But the thing, it didn't go anywhere. And after that, you know, we parted ways. About six months later, I'm visiting my parents on Christmas Day. And guess who knocks on the door? Alex. Now, I had no idea he was coming. And my parents were like, huh, I wonder if there's something going on there that they didn't know about. So like, it was kind of awkward, but we found a quiet place to catch up. And we talked about life and, you know, chatted for a little while. And then he said, oh, I really wish we had tried to see if this relationship would work. I really regret that we didn't keep dating. Now, just to clarify, I didn't break up with him or anything. Like, we just were never exclusive. So I basically replied, like, there's no reason we can't try dating again. Like, we're both single. I'm willing. Let's give it a shot. And then he got super awkward. And he said something about needing to fix something on his car. And then basically that was the end of that. I <laughs> felt like, for all I know, he had a dozen reasons why he didn't want to date me, which is cool. Like, whatever. But if we take it at face value, what he said is the essence of unhelpful rumination. It's this whole idea of thinking a lot about your regrets and then never doing anything about them when you do have the chance in the present moment, right? I don't blame him. He was probably still like gaining those relationship skills like we all have to do in our lives. But, but this concept of, I'm going to think about and talk about all the things that I regret, but not do anything about them, that idea prevented him from being able to connect on a deeper level or form more meaningful relationships. And it's, it's that type of thinking about regrets that's disordered. So we take the hammer, we take that emotional energy, and you use that energy to do the thing, to ask someone out, to take the trip, to fix a relationship, whatever it is. Identify how you can get out of your comfort zone and live the life you value right here in the present moment. If I like someone, I'm gonna tell them. If I feel to do something nice for someone, I'll do it without second guessing. If I feel the need to speak up, but I might get shut down, I'll speak up anyway. I'm gonna plan a trip, whether it's taking the subway for the first time in years or flying to Siberia. I'm gonna stretch my comfort zone. I'm gonna initiate a trip with my friends and follow through. Or next time I see someone getting bullied at work, I'm gonna say something. Next time someone mistreats me, I'm walking away, I'm standing up for myself, or I'm communicating assertively. It's just about practice, practice, practice. It's about shifting your life to be moving in that direction of your values. I'm gonna do one thing every day that scares me. I'm gonna do one thing every day that's hard. I'm gonna take cold showers or make that phone call or go somewhere that's uncomfortable for me. When I know someone is sick or depressed or dying, I'm leaning in instead of leaning out. When a coworker seems off or sad or down, I'm gonna ask them to tell me more. I'm gonna embrace that discomfort. If my dog needs to be put down, I'm gonna stay in the room with him. I'm gonna prioritize my relationship. When I make a mistake, I'm gonna apologize and seek to make repairs. Today, tomorrow, each day. If you think you're too old for something, let's say like a college degree, for example. If you're 40 and you don't have a degree, in four years, you are gonna be 44. You can either be 44 with a degree or without, okay? So what direction do you wanna be moving? Those are the three steps to turning regrets into your best friend. 
Regrets can be a rumble strip guiding you back on the pathway you really want to be on. Now, I do think there are four real obstacles to doing this. There's rumination, lack of skills, shame, and self-loathing. So rumination is where we get stuck in this mental habit of thinking about our regrets over and over again. If you find yourself just getting stuck in rumination, check out my video on scheduled worry. You can do the same thing with rumination. You schedule a time each day to intentionally regret stuff. And then you set a timer with like Lotus Bud or some other app to prompt you to check in with yourself throughout the day. And if you're ruminating not during your rumination time, just pra practice mindfulness, catch those thoughts and say, oh, I'm gonna ruminate on those regrets at 6 p.m. And then you just redirect your attention back to what you really care about. Okay, for self-loathing, we can only fight hate with compassion. It's the best source of long-term motivation. So if you're having a hard time developing compassion towards yourself, you could try writing a short letter to yourself, forgiving yourself for the past and committing to the future. Um, if you're drowning in shame for something you did, the, the most important thing is to incorporate support to let go of the shame. Uh, so tell God, tell a friend, uh, use the experience to share with others or to teach, right? You channel all of that activated shame energy into movement, not stagnation. So shame dies in the sunlight. We need to put it out there in order to heal. And we can never truly connect with others if we're hiding parts of ourselves that we're ashamed of. And then I would say seek closure. So whenever possible or helpful, make amends, um, apologize for past mistakes, or find ways to rectify certain situations. Or, you know, you can use your experience to teach others. Lastly, skills. Um, regret is an emotion that accompanies learning. So every experience you've had, you can learn something from it. Uh, what skills do you need to develop to change things in, in your present moment? So for example, I regret not having very many friends in high school, but I simply lacked like basic social skills, like introducing myself to new people and asking them about themselves. And when I learned these skills in college, I made a bunch of friends. So you could always convert mistakes and regrets about the past into experience and learning by asking like, oh, what can I learn from this? Okay, lastly, it helps to clarify your locus of control. So if you have a regret, write it down on a piece of paper, divide the paper in half. These are the things I can change. These are the things I can't change. And just focus on finding solutions or closure for the things that you can change and accepting the things you can. So this is how you make regret your best friend. Number one, you get super clear about what you regret. Number two, you get super clear about what the value is around that regret. And then number three, you take action right here in the present moment to line your life up with the thing you value. Regret is right here in the present moment, so use that energy to live the life you care about. Henry David Thoreau said, make the most of your regrets, never smother your sorrow, but tend and cherish it till it comes to have a separate and integral interest. To regret deeply is to live afresh. Okay, also if you'd like to learn more skills to work through tricky emotions like regret, disappointment, sadness, anxiety, check out my How to Process Your Emotions course. I've got 30 videos and a really fat workbook that'll walk you through the little processes you can do to make clarity around those complex and cloudy emotions and learn to get better at feeling. Okay, thank you so much for watching and take care.
hope you enjoyed this episode and found something you can add to your daily routine that makes your life just a little bit better. If you want to learn more about topics like how to process tough emotions, how to change your brain, how to build better relationships, or support someone you know with a mental illness, then check out my classes at therapyinanutshell.com. And if you feel like these podcasts have been a benefit to you, please leave a rating so others can more easily find this content. Thank you so much and have a great day.